0: Are we really gonna talk about this? What dance would you do for God? <laughs> why am I dancing for God? I mean, why would God? Why would God tell me to dance? Where's His will? <laughs> his His will will be you done.
1: Gonna, you gonna get to heaven and question the Lord's will? That's
0: crazy. I mean, if I got to heaven, and and God is like, "Well done, my son." Now, what dance you about to hit for me? (laughs) Pardon God? Dance or you going to hell, nigga. You heard him? I I
2: know you heard me. Excuse me? (laughs) That's the thing. You can't even say excuse me, because he knows that you heard him.
0: (laughs) Um I'm gonna be like, I I must have misheard you, God. Can you repeat that for me? I said, what you hidden? You know, I mean, it's like, it's like, does, does how well I do the dance? Is that dictating any, anything in terms of my access for getting into? Probably. Heaven? I mean, maybe I'm I'm just trying to get some, some clarifiers right here.
2: I mean, I think that that may be the, the, the point.
0: Mm. So, you know, I mean, the prompt, just cause we need to say the prompt, the prompt, if you are in heaven, standing in front of God, he asked you to dance for him. What dance would you do? Like, they're not clarifying that I'm dancing to get into heaven. It sounds like I'm just in heaven.
2: If God asked you here- to dance, you going to dance <laughs> like you making this a whole lot harder than it got to be. Like if he says what dance is you going to do dance.
3: Right.
0: I mean, I just, you know, I, I would I would just go for something easy because I'm not a dancer. I don't dance. So, OK, you know, so what you doing? You know, maybe a lean with it, rock with it, you know, a light one. Very light. Cause that's easy. I could do that all day. I don't look weird doing it. I can do it consistently with everybody else do. <laughs> you know, so that's simple. And God I'm just gonna have to take that. I mean it's a classic, right? You know, it ain't like it's a bad one. I mean it's an iconic one. I mean it's a quality dance. Quality dance. Right.
2: Exactly. I'm gonna hit the bank I mean, head bounce, goddamn.
0: <laughs> the bank head bounce. You oh feel God. me? God gonna say, "Um."
2: <laughs> well, 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 well done.
1: <laughs> I think I'm gonna mess up because, like, God knows me, and I'm. He knows that I'm gonna like brown nose. Like, I feel like I'll just start like. You know, praise dancing or something. All right. Now, that was too much. That was too much. That was way too much. Why so, are you doing all dancing? of this? Like, <laughs> gone. What's
0: well, funny, nigga, not even think about that. Like, Like, praise dancing never even crossed my mind in terms of a dance to do for God. Like ain't that a shame? Alex
2: automatically <laughs> went to the stanky lady. <laughs> <laughs>
0: like I'm I'm going straight to secular music. Like straight like we're going straight to a secular
3: dance. We lifted our know, hands in the sanctuary was right there. <laughs> it <Right. laughs> was like, like we you know, easily, know what? <laughs> head we lifted our hands. <laughs>
2: Yo man, it's a lot of brothers out there flaking and perpetrating but scared to kick reality. I mean, we got you. You feel me? It's, it it's, it goes with the territory because that this is as as, as hectic as that uh, Dave Chappelle uh, special was. Uh, mm. Like from point A to
1: point B. So before we get into it, into like everything or unpacking it. What did y'all think about it? Because when we last spoke, you, I don't think me and was yeah, it me and y'all Nate? Hadn't seen yeah. It. yeah, yeah. Because I had
0: seen it. I thought it was entertaining. You know, like I definitely thought it was entertaining. Like as I watched the whole thing, I, de- you know, I was entertained. I laughed a lot. Uh, you know, I was I was surprised a lot too. Like it, it, you know, sometimes jokes could catch you off guard. You like, damn, like you know, that was a little, you know, that was a little uh, out there. But, you know, in terms of just the act of comedy, I thought it was good. Um, And it was entertaining. And, you know, I think it did its job on that front. And Dave Chappelle don't really ever disappoint. You know, I don't think I've ever watched a stand-up and not felt entertained by whatever he was trying to deliver, whether it be, uh, you know, one of his kind of serious things or just something that's just completely with the shit like this seemed to be. Those are my thoughts.
2: I I enjoyed it. I felt like it was timely. Um, I think it had its moments where it was very much so like shocking. Uh it had its moments where I was like, he's definitely trying to get a reaction out of people. And then there were also mm-hmm. times where I felt like he's very clearly putting the medicine in the candy. Um and, and he wanted this he wanted to make sure that. You know, this being his last stand-up special, that he put a cap on everything that that he had done on Netflix up until that point and what he was trying to to work toward. And so I definitely, I knew after I finished watching it that it was going to spark a lot of the think pieces that it did. And, and it was, to me, it was fulfilling because, I don't know about y'all, you know, they say we the generation that just seems to be in love with nostalgia. But mm-hmm. as I've watched the day, the Chappelle show, right, since they put it back on streaming, it's reminded me a lot of, you know, in my childhood, some of the ways in which my thoughts and feelings and opinions on things were expanded was because of the Chappelle show. So mm-hmm. as I've grown up and now he, I'm an adult and he's back out doing comedy, I feel like I I understand what it is that he's going to give us. You know what I mean? I I wouldn't consider myself the average Dave Chappelle listener. And so mm. it was fulfilling for me in that I felt like this was one of the times where he was just truly like I don't I don't give a fuck, but I do have some takes as to why why he may have taken the route that he that he did. Mm.
1: Yeah, I think so, you know, disclosure. I let me write this right. Dave Chappelle is funny. He's hilarious. But I don't think like his stand ups in recent years, I don't think he's gotten in that like I wanna have them struggling to breathe, dying constant dying laughter. Like I feel like he's 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 super enjoyable, but it it's almost like Like David Letterman ish now, where it's like you're gonna sit down, you enjoy it, you're gonna talk about some like more serious stuff, and then you know, you're gonna laugh, you're gonna like chuckle. Like, that's very much so where Dave is to me. And he talks about like, you know, shit that matters. Like, he don't be up there like, you know, making up random bullshit scenarios. He's talking about like shit that matters. And even if it is, seem like if it's like a bullshit story. It's going to come around to, like, a real point. So that's kind of how I feel about him in general now. But, mm-hmm. I mean, I feel like this this special was more of just an investment. Like, mm-hmm. I, And, I mean, he said he started it out pretty much saying, like, hey, this is going to be my last one for a while. And I think it's because mm-hmm. he knows, like, I'm about to piss everybody off. I'm about to try and, and, and take a stab at pretty much anybody I can think of that will, like, get offended and make this a big deal. And Mm -hmm. I feel like that's just what he did. I feel like he was just like, you know what? I'm going to have his back. I'm uh, I'm, going to do this. My numbers are going to be crazy. Then I'm going to fall back and disappear long enough for this to, um, not only for this to blow over, but also long enough for the anticipation to build. And nigga's going to want me back. And then I'm going to walk in whatever room and do what I did last time and get the biggest bag. Like, I just feel like that's what he's doing. Because a lot of the, the, like, I mean, it was just too – It was too poignant. Like, he was like, okay, offend this person, check. You know what I'm saying? Like, it was just like, all right, I got them, I got them. Ooh, (laughs) let me make sure I hit them because they've been a little mad lately. Like, I felt like that's what he was doing. And so, I mean, that's smart. I mean, that's, that's really how I took it. I'm not mad at anybody who's offended. I'm not mad at people who are like, it was comedy. Like, I get, you know, nothing about this was crazy to me. Except so, Netflix. I mean, I wanna, I'm sorry. I'm sorry.
0: Netflix. I just want that. <laughs> I want to ask you, like, just kind of based on your breakdown. I I just know this special. It seemed like Dave. Um, like I agree with you in terms of like the making sure he offend everybody. Like I, I don't know. I definitely picked that up as I watched it. But also to me, it seemed like he did have a message. Like he did have a message he was trying to send. Like of course he was trying to offend. But, you know, he was clearly pissed off about the baby shit, you know, clearly pissed off on uh, this, you know, cancel culture and specifically everything around LGBTQ, where it's just like, yo, if you say anything to offend this group it's over, as opposed to when niggas offend black people, it don't be over to the same extent. Like, I feel like that was a big thing he was trying to push as well. Uh, so I say that to say, like, you know, on top of making sure that I offend everybody and I think Nate alluded to this, like there was still a a ultimate story he was trying to get across or some sentiment that he felt was important. And he was trying to get across it in the the way that, you know, he's a comedian, right? He's going to, and he's like a um, controversial comedian, right? He's going to push boundaries. Uh, But at the end of the day, there's always something that he's trying to get across. Whether you agree with it or not, he does have an agenda, or, you know, it it ain't just all like, of course, it's molded in a all over the place type of thing. But there is just a constant of, you know, that that sentiment that I just said just about the LGBTQ community and how it relates to the black community and our struggle and movements and progression. And, you know, it seemed like that was like the main thing he was trying to get across in this special to me.
2: Yeah, I, th- I think. I think everything that y'all said can be true. And I think one point that we kind of not necessarily hit on is we got to remember the times in which we live, right? When you think back through entertainment, right? Entertainment is timestamps that remind us of what's going on. Like we can go back and we listen to what is it? Seriously funny, right? Like seriously Mm -hmm. funny, was a time stamp where black comedy was like trying to come to a different level. Like, we saw what Kev did, and when I hear jokes from Seriously Funny, or if I see the cover or whatever, like it takes me back to that time. I remember what was going on at that time. Like, all of those things. I think what we have to take into account now is what Dave hit on is a timestamp and a capsule for what is going on in America right now. And the overarching point was can't, we are now living in the most sensitive era in which we are aware enough to know we are triggering people or we are offending people, right? And people are empowered enough to communicate You are hurting my feelings. This is this. On the flip side, what we have is the experience in America where certain groups feel like this has been their continued experience. And even when they say this is happening to me, nobody seems to care. And so these are conversations that are happening. All across America, whether you want to talk about the issues with the Jews, if you want to talk about racism, if you want to talk about LGBTQ plus, you want to talk about the black experience in America, if you want to talk about, you know, the Me Too Time's Up movement, like these are things that happen. And we seeing it right now, right? State of Tennessee just said that they're not going to teach black history. Like. That is, they are going to make
0: it illegal to teach Black history. Bro, send send me that schools. article. I don't believe that. I don't believe that Tennessee <laughs> said they're not gonna teach Black history, bro. Not not critical race. Yeah, theory, I was gonna say Black, history, black, black or history or critical
1: race theory. That was my exact question.
0: I'm like, there is no cause way. Crazy. Cause cause I would have to, I would have to get involved. I'm sorry, I don't even have kids. I would have to get involved if they said they're not gonna teach no Black history. That is where I draw the line where I cannot be a silent observer. Nigga, I'm pulling Everybody, up to the bro. school district meeting. <laughs> like, I am pulling up. I'm changing all social media to, you know, free black history in Tennessee. These niggas tripping.
1: That would be some wild shit. I
2: hope, like, not that I want you to be wrong, Nate, but
1: I want you to be wrong. You know what I'm saying?
2: Like, I mean, I we... You know I'll let y'all fact check it and we can cut it from the from the pod if if it's not true, but no you I say that it right I say that to say we know how easy it is for those who are empowered to erase entire histories entire experiences like when you her even in in dave chappelle special right when he's talking about certain types of people in the l g b t q community and he makes reference to some of these. Iconic names that have happened in this. In this group's history, mainstream America didn't know who these folks was. Right, because it has largely been put to the side, not talked about. And so in a time where we can so easily pick and choose what it is we want to consume, there are certain things that are just happening that we have to acknowledge. And I think this is a comedy special that serves as a time capsule of where were we in 2021 on the tail end of a pandemic watching black people get killed what seemed like on a daily basis during the pandemic when everybody was supposed to be stuck in their homes, seeing, you know, LGBTQ plus members, specifically members of color, be killed and and abused on you know these major platforms it's like okay how do we have a conversation about this where everybody feels like we can have this conversation you do what we see what we've seen comedians do for decades you make fun of everybody so that everybody knows this is equal opportunity Mm. equal opportunity I feel
0: that I mean, that's his art. You know, that's that's Dave's art. I mean, that's what he's uh you know, he's very good at doing. He's very good at doing. I just think this special, bro, like of course, you know, in terms of the outrage, right, and the backlash, I mean, you should expect that I personally do think it's warranted. I don't like when people is like, yo, like it's just a joke, you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, I don't know. If as jokes are always said, if the joke is towards you and something you identify with and you don't really think it's that funny because you do identify with it, you're going to be offended. Like, you're going to be offended. And specifically around, like, transgender people, like, you know, there is, um, you know, in terms of the violence they face, right? I mean, I think it's just documented that, uh, you know, the the deaths of transgender, the violence towards transgender people uh, is a real thing, right? So whenever we're, I guess, speaking in a way that makes it seems like we're regressing from, you know, accepting transgender people, they're—I mean, you know—they're going to be upset. Like, I don't like that's not a surprise. Like, that's just how it is. Not a surprise. It is to me. It makes sense. Like, I don't disagree with them being upset, especially when you think about the goals that they're trying to do in terms of you know getting that true equality in our society. Like, I get it. You know, and if, and if there was a uh, you know a comedian making jokes at the expense of black people to like to an extent, I know we will be upset as well or in any in any type of demographic it ain't got to be just us. But you know that's just what you can expect. You know, and Dave, like I said, this one is just like a, I mean, like he even alluded to like look, I know y'all niggas don't like me. Like I know y'all don't like me because of what I've said in the past. And nigga, I am doubling down. Like I'm <laughs> like I'm like I'm not even here to apologize. And you know, I don't really like the whole thing of hey, like I there was a fan who was transgender and you know, she, she laughed at my jokes. Like, I don't know. Like, I don't, like, is that supposed to build credibility with the transgender community? Like, I don't really know what he was trying to do there. I, I got I have a black fitted friend. in, but. That's like, I have a right, black like friend. Like it's, yeah. I mean, you know, it's, it's the exact same thing. So I don't, you know, I hope that wasn't like the basis of him trying to get a little bit more credibility. And when it comes to, you know, I think he kind of ended it by saying, hey, like, you know, don't, I can't remember the exact wording, but you know, like, don't like beat down on us or don't, What's the wording he was using? Punch down. Like don't punch down. Yeah, don't punch down. Don't punch down. Um, You know, pretty much saying, hey, you know, the LGBTQ plus community uh, is now punching down on the black community, Um, which I don't know, man. I mean, like I said, you know, it's up for interpretation. It's art, you know. I mean, I don't feel like it should be taken down. I don't feel like it went way too far, Uh, but at the same time, I am speaking from a place where you know I'm not transgender. Like I like I don't know what that's like or you know, what it feels like to have to sit and listen to a comedian that you like just go in on people who are like you. Like, I don't know what that feels like, so.
2: I think this is a situation where we we gotta be honest with ourselves and more people, like, we we have to understand that being honest is going to require people's feelings get hurt and I think there is a space where you can be honest and you hurt somebody's feelings and they say, hey, you hurt my feelings because what you said offends me. And then we can have a conversation about, "Okay, what is it that needs to go on? In that same vein, though, I think that when we talk about representation mattering, we also have to represent ideas and we have to bring to the forefront things That that people may not necessarily agree with That may offend some But there is a space out there Where people are having these conversations And I've seen, you know Since this special has dropped Like there's been this just great debate About, you know, the black experience Versus the LGBTQ plus experience And folks who are You know, I can't even imagine the experience Of somebody who is on that spectrum Who identifies as a black person Because Now you stuck feeling like Well damn You know what I mean Mm -hmm. But to ignore That These conversations are happening I just feel like Doesn't help And it's not going to move The conversation forward because mm-hmm. there's a space in which when Dave pointed out right you know the feminist movement mm-hmm. and he talked about the the impact of the of the feminist movement but how even within the feminist movement they didn't want to conflate the the differences right they didn't want to make it about slavery and the free the freedom of black people They just was like, look, we as white women need our freedom. Mm
0: -hmm.
2: Y'all can figure this stuff out because what we don't take into account is black women weren't even seen as women to them, which is why she got up there and said, ain't I a woman? Completely correct. Like ignoring that these things happen, don't make them go away. Just like people feeling like, okay, this and all of these all of these things kind of run together now. Like we all know what happened with the John Gruden situation. The emails got leaked. He was talking shit about the head of the NFL Players Association, talking about his lips, causing all types of racial tropes and things like that. When that information dropped, right, do you know what John Gruden did? John Gruden after a game addressed it? Said he wasn't racist, and there wasn't a racist bone in his body, and you know he had people who could vouch for it, and that's just what he talks about. People who he doesn't trust says that they have big lips or whatever, right? <laughs> the media was fully prepared to let that shit ride. You dig what I'm saying. They I mean, were fully are you sure pre-
0: though? Are you sure that no, they were, they
2: prepared
0: were to fully do it. prepared? I don't know, man. The
2: Bruh, they was fully prepared it was, it was, to let I that, that like shit cook. I felt like it was cook.
0: heating up. I thought it was heating up a little bit.
2: Heating up, I may give you heating up, but he wasn't finna get fired for that shit. <laughs> I
1: agree with Nate. I don't think he was. Yeah, he wasn't finna get fired yeah, maybe for
2: that not shit fire. because a week maybe not. before they had just put out an article where the owners were trying to get this man ousted from his role. Mm. So it's like this: you, you, this stuff comes out. He's a black man, right? They like, look, this is, this is you know, good old boys in sports. He don't mean nothing about it. Look how many black people he's helped. Look who he's hired. Mike Tomlin. Look. Like,
0: that's look at my African-American over there. That,
2: that was exactly what was finna happen. It wasn't until the rest of them emails got leaked and he dropped that F-bomb, that niggas knew, oh, this nigga's done. And for a black person, if you can recognize that and that triggers you, what Dave Chappelle said on that stage and the point that he was trying to get across is gonna resonate with you completely different than a white person who was on the spectrum. It just it it is, hmm. and that's not to say that y'all's struggles can be compared. But the facts of the matter is these conversations are happening. Like we can't sit up here and ignore the fact that there are, there is a section of black people who feel like, who feel envious of the progress that the LGBTQ plus community has been able to have in comparison to where we've been able to, to make it from in this country. And you can say that that comes from them having a zero tolerance on what it is that they're going to be called You can like, you can call it whatever it is for a black person. What black people know is, is white people involved more specifically white men involved. And that's a luxury that black people don't have. You can be a gay white man. You still a white man. And the point that Dave was making is if we are all out here, marginalized people, just having human experiences, And we see things from a different experience. Why can't we not see that duality in one another?
1: See, Nate, for me, the thing is. I kind of don't really like, Okay, I do think the um, LGBTQ plus community does have more uh, influence with, with, with situations like this. And. I I I see why somebody would say that, and I see why how people could have that opinion. But I, but the disconnect for me is that is that is is that on on them, or is that on us? Because to me, it's just like you said earlier, they have a zero tolerance, whereas we don't we don't agree on anything. I don't feel like we we come like the LGBTQ plus community. I'm gonna say the rainbow community. I hope that's not offensive. The rainbow community. I don't think they have. I don't think they have a perfect unison. I'm not saying they're super organized and all this stuff, but I'm saying when it comes down to certain core issues, certain core things that they think are black and white, right or wrong, you normally just see unison. Like you don't hear gay people coming out and saying, "Oh no, I was. I don't see it that way," and, and I want to be the person <laughs> to champion that, that 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 was okay. Like Dave Chappelle is saying, he knows a trans person who found him funny. But you don't have like, you know, the most famous trans people in the world coming down and saying like, oh, but I feel like that's what we constantly do as a community. Black Lives Matter is the only thing that I can say I've seen us, you know, unanimously come together and be like, all right, I'm not going for this. And even that took a while. For a minute, it was it was a lot of black folks like, yeah, y'all just disrespect, y'all know how to act in front of the cops or. You know, it, it was a minute. It wasn't. It wasn't just unanimous at first, and so it's just like, hmm. I don't know. Like I just, I just don't think. I don't. To me, it doesn't make sense that we're attacking them because they are coming together and not allowing of things. When that John Gruden, if you go back and you and you find a way to to only look at articles um, about John Gruden prior to the the second wave that included the hmm. more offensive or the the um more specific insults he had, um, mm-hmm. or I guess th- just the additional, not even more specific, just yeah. the additional ones. Yeah. If you if you go in between the first wave and the additional comments he had, and and you just read those articles, there's there's black players. Oh, I know that's not him. That's and yeah. that's what we do. And then and then and then we divide each other. And that's that's just we 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 consistently do that on the biggest platforms. And then the influence that these people have. You know, of course, devise the field. It's it's what we do consistently on everything. Bro, Jay Z legit came and was like to the NFL and was like, I'm gonna do that the Super Bowl halftime entertainment, you know, Captain get over it. We ain't gonna kneel forever. And niggas legit just started back watching football. On, here we
2: here we but gone, I'm just really saying how did, they but I'm just, how did Jay Z <laughs> not what we're talk
1: because we're talking about <laughs> racism in the NFL, bro. We talking about racism in the NFL. <laughs> <laughs> We bro, had like, ain't
0: got bro. To do we this.
1: had the we had that. <laughs> I knew he was gonna get here. <laughs> racism and racism in the NFL was the biggest storyline in football for like a season plus. Agree. He came in and legit was like, it's cool. And I'm not saying it to talk down on niggas because I watch football again too. But that's what <laughs> happened. Like he came in and he was like, it's cool. And slowly, and Charlemagne in there asking him these heated questions. And 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 then you know a couple years later it's all good. Jay Z gonna be a owner. That's that's and it's and it's still the NFL still racist as shit as we clearly see. You know what I'm saying, like bro, I don't know why we like act like it's everybody else's fault, but ours. We got to come together and 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 be in, and be united on stuff that matters. Like bro, some mm-hmm. stuff is just is just cut and dry, and we just got to come together. I understand there's gonna be nuance and you know, some people are going to have different views on certain things, but like, bro, we'd be disagreeing I on mean, the bare minimum.
0: That's the thing though, Blake. I mean, you know, we're not a monolith, man. Like we're just not, I don't think, I think that's just the hardest thing for us is, you know, a whole race to just kind of be on the same time about every topic. But you know, I, I, I see where you are coming from, but I think the biggest advantage that the LGBTQ plus community has over the black community is the fact that that community includes white people like this is all like when it comes to a like what's offensive and things like that the only time that stuff makes movement is when money is affected you know what i mean if you are if you say something that is off color about black people and it affects the money things will shift Things will shift, but there's a lot of times where it don't affect the money. And, and now the reason why it can be a multiple things and and it can include what you were alluding to Blake, the fact that it's going to be some black people who like, I don't really see nothing wrong with that. You know what I mean? Like that's going to be the case, you know, but if there are like, if there were to be, you know, whether it be black people in power or just, you know, the black dollar as a whole truly being like, nah, we like, we done with this until it's fixed. Like, you know, then Things will, you know, go in the way that they should. You know, we was going through the whole Black Lives Matter and all the companies was coming through saying, yo, you know, we blacking out, like we supporting. Like at that time, it was like a money thing. Like there was just like a huge movement around Black Lives Matter. Like niggas was really, you know, like it was publicity if your company didn't come out and say something like it was going to affect your money. So they come out. But I just feel like LGBTQ, first of all, it's, it's a constant thing. Like they, you know, they're constant, like, it's not like a, it ain't been like no phase to say, okay, we supporting y'all. Like now you low key got to support us at all times. Whenever something pop off, if it's related to us, you got to support us. Because, you know, there's people in high places that belong to this group. You know, that's one thing. And you know, when we talk about affecting the money, probably more so than black people in high places, not to say that that's the sole reason. I just think that's a part of it. I think a, a lot of the pieces that I just outlined is a big part of why, You know, there seems to be more movement when that community is offended than ours. For sure. Because when
2: you look at it, right, we have the emergence of the LGBTQ plus community and us embracing them into society, right, from where they once were, you know, years ago to where we are now, like we have seen consistent progress. Like you can go to work and somebody in a response in their email is going to have their pronouns listed. You know what Mm -hmm. I mean? Like we, we are evolving the way in which we live is evolving and changing because they've required. So as they Mm -hmm. should, you get what I'm saying? I think to your point, Alex, though, when you have people who are in this group who are at certain levels and can enact certain changes when black people are having these same experiences or hell, even if you just look at it like the, the members of this community who are black, right? By and large, don't feel equal from what I see, from what I've read. You, I'm not a part of this community, so I can't say with full conviction, but when, when you hear these stories about the black members of this group and things happening to them, I'm not seeing it on Good Morning America. I'm not seeing their front page. I'm not seeing these organizations that evoke these changes when Dave Chappelle say something come out and do what they're supposed to do when it comes to folks who look like us. And I think that is one of the stronger points that that Dave. Now I'm not gonna sit up here and act like Dave was. He just put on a stellar performance. Like he said some (laughs) wild shit. Like let me just be clear there. Um, But I think the medicine and the candy of a lot of it was calling things out, like the jokes he made about the Jews. Like that probably went over a whole lot of people's heads. But he's probably gonna catch a whole lot of slack for that is kind of minor You feel me as far as like The overtness of the things he said The Jewish community is Not happy And When you talk about the point That He really Outlined for me is that All of this is about Black people And us calling out To your point how we are not a monolith how there are Cliffords. You dig what I'm saying? Cliffords out there who look like us and identify with the LGBTQ plus community, and they in themselves still feel marginalized on two fronts. Mm-hmm. And you gotta call that out. Like, some people would have never even known Ain't I a Woman had Dave Chappelle not mentioned it. Because when they talk about the women's movement, they don't bring her up. Mm. They not quoting that poem. You not learning about that in school. You not learning that they wouldn't let her speak because they didn't want the No. You didn't learn that shit. You learned that Susan B. Anthony was the mother of this shit. <laughs> like, what that's she what do?
0: we... Did she knit the flag, or did she write the Stars and band? No, that was Francis Key, right? What did Susan B. <laughs> Anthony do? See? I mean, other than, like, lead this movement. Like, didn't she do something <laughs> else, though?
2: I, I, thought you, she, I, so I, I thought she sold the who flag. I
0: thought she sold the flag. Who knitted the flag? I did. Th- she yeah. may
2: have sold the flag. Like, you see what I'm saying, though? We just know her name. <laughs> right. We just know her name. But I think it's important that, you know, these things, sometimes we can't have the conversations that we want to have. Like, I know y'all going to kill, Alex specifically, probably going to kill me for this take. But the point that he was making about the pitfalls of the Me Too times uh movement, I felt like, in hindsight, seemed very valid. Mm. What point did he make? I forget. The point about say what?
0: say I just said, can you remind me?
2: So the point he was making was it it didn't resonate to everybody.
0: Mm. Okay, like yeah, you, yeah, you okay.
2: basically are you basically go on a manhunt because these things happen and people are now more reactionary versus being open to listen. Mm-hmm.
0: And like I know. I remember him making some points about like, you know, uh, some of the, like, well, like some of the, uh, lack of a better term, responses would just be like completely unrelated or like not actually something that's towards the actual progression of the shit. Like, I can't even remember some of the examples that he gave, but you know what I'm talking about? Are you following? Yeah, me? exactly what you're talking about. People yeah. are
1: just saying, he's basically okay. saying people are just saying stuff to not be wrong, to not be viewed as like the the bad guy. They're not actually sitting there and being receptive and learning um, the actual or learning the actual, um, I'm trying to think of the word I want to use, the actual experience of the, of the other side of this, you know, they're like, mm, that sounds like bullshit, but I ain't going to lose my job and not be able to go on my yacht. So whatever you need me to do, that's what I'm going to do. It's kind of what he, right. how he explained it or how I took away what I took away from it rather. Yeah. But I was just saying, I thought that was like bullshit though. Like, bro, if you're, st- if I have to explain to you that you shouldn't be doing this, like if fear is what it's going to take for you to not be a piece of shit, then okay. If if you're that person, that's what I do. And, and, and to me, that's not a bad thing. Like if, if you don't, if you don't understand how, you know, these things could be wrong. If after all of this, people are still, ha- you're just doing it out of fear, then you're probably the issue, and and you do need to be afraid. Like, I don't know. I just feel like, to me, I feel like Dave was doing a lot of low-hanging fruit so that it was the best. It feels a lot like when, um, I don't remember if it was Bill Cosby or R. Kelly, but one of them went to jail right around the same time as um, Harvey Weinstein's uh, trial. Mm-hmm. And when Harvey Weinstein got off, people were like, a lot of black people felt like it was messed up that whichever one of those guys went to jail and Harvey Weinstein got off. And it's like, no, the, the issue isn't that they went to jail. They should be in jail. He should just also be in jail. And it's like, that's so simple, but I just feel like we constantly like just miss that because we want like our, you know, respective corners, whether it be, you know, another community that was, um, that felt alienated in the, comedy special but like i think everybody just cares about them and so he you know just kind of i don't know just kind of sprayed out a lot of low-hanging fruit a lot of simple conversations that are gonna cause a lot of argument and he's like yep i created chaos and i'm gonna do he ain't gonna say nothing
2: like but that's necessary though blake mm-hmm. like these conversations have to happen because <laughs> niggas is not having them like think about this like Okay, so the, I, I pulled up what he had said about the, the Me Too movement. And he was saying it was largely puppeted by, by wealthy white women in Hollywood who did nothing to further their cause beyond doing these subtle things and not really putting any action behind it. And even in that, there was a stark disconnect between those wealthy white women who came out about the me too movement and any women of color who came out like, think like we have, we have gymnasts, right? The most decorated gymnast in the history of gymnasts, a black woman had to go back to our government and say that the federal government did not handle properly the investigation of somebody who was doing things to them after they came. She was in commercials. She was damn near the emblem for the, for America for damn near two straight Olympics. Yet when she comes out and she's, she's the face of this movement now, now all of a sudden things don't get done. Like the, the point that he was making is if we really want change to happen, you have to be an active participant. What those wealthy white women didn't do was fire their agents and fire everybody around them who enabled any of these things to happen and replace them with women. They didn't demand that directors change, that directors be ousted and these women in these writing rooms be promoted. His point was there was nothing done beyond them saying, these things are happening to me and you all need to stop it. So what they created was this counterculture that we are now seeing with these niggas with these tiki torches and these grab by the pussy Trumpers who have now created this entire new wave of people who truly don't give a fuck about anything that is going to be politically correct. And now we are at this point in our country where you have people who are completely anti PC and you have people who are progressive and all of this stuff gets lumped in together whereas when we talk about certain things as us as black people when i say us i mean black people like we always have to look at things from a principle standpoint and then what is our experience as black people like we know that there is a stark disconnect between what meryl streep is being paid for roles in hollywood and what some of these black actresses are being paid in hollywood period They didn't talk about that during the Me Too Time's Up movement. (laughs) That wasn't the talking point when they were standing in solidarity with these women. And that is precisely the conversations that people don't want to have. We want to cancel everything else in this country except racism. And then we want to make it our fault that we want racism checked before the rest of this shit. Because we've been at the butt of this shit since its inception. And I'm just not I'm not somebody who's gonna subscribe to that. Like I, I empathize with every group, every marginalized group. But I think at some point we have to accept and understand like niggas is tired. Because niggas are affected in all of this shit. It's black women who were completely ignored throughout that entire campaign. Pay didn't go up, they didn't get more opportunities, nothing. Did nobody wear no black dresses for them? None of that shit. You got people who are on the LGBTQ plus spectrum who have horrible experiences on the regular. Not only just for for their sexual identity, but also because of how they look within this spectrum. And then on top of the fact, you got to walk around and be black in America. Like, At the the end of the day The overarching point That I took away from this special Was everybody is In this struggle Olympics And as a black person You can't say shit to me Because you punching down Because I check every single one of these boxes And at the end of the day You know what I'm still black A black trans person Guess what Guess what you led with A black trans person. Hmm. They still black at the end of the day. And there is a part of them that is still going to feel like I am not even being when 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 black when stuff happened to black trans people. And I see it on the timeline and we have folks that are trying to get this get this information out and get this. I don't I don't be seeing it take off like we be seeing the, the shit take off for people who don't look like us. And if we don't have these conversations, if we don't have these time capsules, we're going to look fifteen, twenty 15, 20 years down the road and we're going to be like, damn, why this shit still the same? Well, cause then nobody had the balls to have conversations about what it is that's actually going on. Like there's a time for us to be politically correct. There's a time for us to respect and, and, include everybody and i think there's also an opportunity for those two things to meet but it's uncomfortable and real conversations are rarely comfortable
0: Hmm. you know i understand that you were saying that dave Chappelle's giving us the the medicine in the candy you know it's just this particular candy night tastes like medicine don't it <laughs> like like no nah, this like this is just you know i don't know it's i mean i i understand what you're saying like i understand you know in terms of just the black experience and i think that was uh day's biggest point you know in terms of just uh that still being a thing and you know there's still being more concerned for maybe other groups than you know the black group but i mean going back to just my initial point it's just like you know the niggas making jokes You know, we, we of course, love comedians. We love laughing. We know that comedy comes with some offensive material. Uh, But I'll tell you, like, as I watch this, you know, like, it just seemed more than, like, offending. It seemed like this, like, Dave really just got a vendetta. Like, this nigga's like, yo, I'm going after you niggas. Like, I know y'all don't like me, and I'm really going after y'all like no other. Like, you know, saying shit that's going to make a lot of people uncomfortable. You know, and that's... For me, that's up for debate if you want to say like that's reasonable or not. Like I'm not a huge fan of that. I'm I am a fan of Dave Chappelle. Like I did find it funny. But like I said, as I watched it, I did find certain things just kind of shocking. Like shocking. And if it was and if and if somebody said these shocking things about my group, or I don't I don't care about the status, I don't care about the history, I don't care about none of that other bullshit about which group should be getting the importance over this group and all that. I'm gonna be offended. I'm gonna be like, fuck this dude. Yeah. Like that's just what it is and i think that's just the, that's the, that's the reaction we're seeing everything else is up for debate like in terms of the deep dive into what he's saying and what's fair and you know some niggas going to agree with that some or not you know but i don't know to me it's not even up for debate like that the shit was offensive <laughs> you know what i mean but uh, niggas trying to debate that and that's what that's what i'm, nah, I'm not I, really I would
2: that. i would never debate whether it whether it's offensive or not because i mean it was I think there is a part of you that you have to watch this and know that he's trying to get some type of reaction. You know what I mean? Like, he's trying to take Clearly. it there. Like, he's he's really trying. I mean, there were times where, like, I watched it with my wife, and, like, we paused, and I was like, yo, this is, uh <laughs> like, he is he is really, he's really deep in that there, Birkin, huh? Um <laughs> But we kept going, you know what I mean? There were some mm. times where I got triggered by some things. And, like, for me, I, I, I would just wanted to take it in. And when I saw it all come together, like I said, you know, I, I grew up on Dave Chappelle, so when I can kind of see something coming, I kind of hold my reservation on judgment. And mm. what I felt like it came together as, I, I'm i not going to say that it justified any of those shocking moments that it had but in the context of it i can understand the story at the very least that he was trying to get to Mm. yeah see i
1: agree i i think it was intentionally offensive to a to a certain point to like to engage in conversation and to draw a little more attention but i but i i i guess i still disagree though because i don't feel like i don't i don't not about him being offensive i disagree in the sense that i think I don't I just don't I don't think it's I don't think it's an effective means of changing or having real conversations because what he's pointing out to me is the real conversation is that we need to actually be doing something. We really need some change. And to me like like Nate mentioned those, you know, white actresses and the white women in Hollywood who sparked the Me Too movement and maybe puppeted, it maybe wasn't as effective as it should have been and it maybe didn't cross over to through to to you know, through to where it impacted racism positively but it had an effect and it's like mm-hmm. if none of them are more influential than than dave chappelle so if dave chappelle to me wanted to do that for the black community starting the conversation isn't like that's not that's you know what i'm saying that's nothing for him you know what i'm saying if right. he wanted to impact it he could and i just bro i just think it was just like i'm i'm just trying to run this bitch up that's just what it came off as and there's nothing wrong with that I you mean, know it's, that's good marketing
0: I agree with you just about being effective. Like if if you're trying to effectively bring change, like, you know, bring this community together. Like, (laughs) like, there's no no way. Like this is not the way to do it. Like at all. You know, (laughs) niggas said, these transgenders, these niggas want me dead. (laughs) 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 Like I ain't gonna lie, I was dead when I heard that shit. (laughs) He said she stood up and
1: she was snapping on me and I was like, I don't even know what she's talking about. I ain't tripped though. I just looked at security like, yep. This bitch out. I'm like, he's tripping.
0: Like, you know, he a funny dude. He's a funny dude. You want to know who else funny? John Gruden, man. Hold your head, John. Hold your head. Hold your head. Why they on my guy John like that?
1: I don't. Okay. Maybe
2: I'm tripping. (laughs) I have to be tripping. He was just sending this shit over email. Like. Yeah, he was just. Yeah, he. It, it seemed like he was just sending this shit via email.
1: Like, like what
2: the fuck? <laughs> like you, you know they some old white men. These niggas is still emailing each other this shit.
1: That's some crazy. Yeah, he wow. To like, just be getting this shit. I, like what? <sighs> like, bro, when I have a sidebar with like my coworkers and we're like, yeah, manager just asked us to do some bullshit. We don't even type that in the chat. That has to be a call. Like if you type that in the mm. chat, I'm not responding to
0: you. Like I'm not saying mm. a word. Yep. So, to know he like getting this shit off in the email. Mm. Did y'all see what Derek Carr said about John Gruden?
1: I saw that he spoke on it, but I didn't see what he said. Don't get me wrong. I I love the man, right?
3: Um, you know, and I, uh, and you know, I hate, you know, uh, you know, you hate. You hate the sin, you know. Like for me, you hate for anybody. No one's perfect, you know. If we just started opening up everybody's private emails and texts, you know, people would start sweating a little bit. You see what I'm saying? Um, hopefully, hopefully not too many, you know. Uh, but maybe that's what they should do for all coaches and GMs and owners from now on: is open up. You got to open up everything, you know. See what happens. Um, but uh, you hate, you hate the action. You hate it um you're not supposed to like it uh but you love the person and i love the person you know i've grew i've grown to love him uh so much you know we spent so much time together we've been through so many battles you know we've been through so many things together he's always had my back um he's always been there for me um and and i love his family i love his wife i love his kids um and i think that's why it's hard you know because you don't he's not around it's over that's not he's not gonna be around
0: Eric Car. Thoughts? Hey, hey, if
1: they finish near five hundred, them niggas on that team tripping. Cause I'm yeah. not I'm not all in on this shit no more. Fuck this team. <laughs> Bro, what?
0: That's your that's your quarterback.
1: He getting lit up if I'm on the line. It's over with. <laughs> Letting you know now.
0: So y'all don't think that was reasonable? Y'all don't think it's reasonable for Fuck him to be y'all. like, hey, you know, what John did was messed up, but damn, you know, I was cool with this nigga. Like, I'm a little conflicted. You I know? do, I do agree with him on the
1: sentiment that that's some wild shit for your private. Like, let's obviously say that, you know, he's an idiot. So mm-hmm. we're not saying, you know, your work email. That's I mean, you're an idiot. But if if like he said, if everyone's personal messages were like opened and we were judged according to that. That would be fucked up. I can acknowledge that, mm-hmm. but I mean that was incredibly insensitive. But I mean it, it's the theme of, of the episode, right? When you come from a certain level of entitlement, you don't even you don't even have the awareness to realize how messed up that is. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I mean,
0: mm. but fuck em. Hey man, I hate the sin, love the guy.
2: I think Carr, is, if he's being honest right, if that's really how he feel, I can't be mad at it. <laughs> I ain't got to rock with him, but I can't be Love mad at it because right now we living in a world and in a time where if he could have got up there. He could have lied to us in our face. You know, I completely condemn what it is that he said. You know, he never should. I didn't know that he was that type of person. And, you know, I don't associate myself with these types of people. And, you know, I know it's guys in this locker room that are hurting. And, you know, he was our leader. So now, you know, it's time for me to step up and let them know, you know, hey, I am an ally. He could have got up there and lied to us in our face. But, no, he got up there and said, you know, the good Mm. white Catholic thing to say that, you know, I love the man. I know his family. I know his wife, his kids. We we vacation together. We've been through things, you know. When when they wanted me out of here, you know who stuck his neck out for me? Him, that guy. The reason why I got this eighteen million dollars is because this guy. You you get what I am saying? So, mm-hmm. you know, I hate the sin. I I hate I hate the action. You know, I hate that his that his heart led him to to be this way for you know an extended period of time. It seems like, but. Still love the guy. Great guy. Great guy. Mm. If that's how he feel, tell us more. Tell us more, Carr, so that we can really know how it is that you feel. Because at least you being honest. Don't bullshit me. And Mm. to Blake's point, now, we ain't going to the playoffs, so we might as well pack it up. Mm. (laughs) I'm going to get my money, and we're going to be done. We'll figure out, you know, what this looks like later on. Because... As a black player, how you supposed to feel about this? If you are a closeted, you know, bisexual or homosexual player, or if you are an out homosexual or bisexual player, how are you supposed to feel about your quarterback going up there and essentially saying, "I mean, hey, you know, we all make mistakes." We I all talk about like that. If, if locker room talk, <laughs> locker room talk, all it is. Locker room talk. So, I mean, how are you supposed to feel? Like, fuck this dude. All right. So, it is what it is.
0: I mean, you know, what if they release my text messages, man? And, you know, I'm just talking crazy. And then y'all got to go up and be at the After 5 press conference. Like, what y'all going to say? See, but but Alex, that's Y'all the know thing. me. But that's the thing, though. <laughs> he could have said that. And
1: just not being like – like, it was really just how he said it. Like, I don't think I don't think it's crazy if he goes up there and he says, you know, this is really unfortunate. It's really disappointing. Um, I'm disappointing the man, Coach Gruden. Um, everything I've seen of him has been somebody that has been somebody who is supporting and loving of me comes from a supporting and loving family. I'm hoping that this is a mistake, a lapse in judgment, and I hope that he does the – he does right by the people that he offended and I just hate that this light that he this is the light that's being cast of him because it's not the man that I've grown to know um mm-hmm. and, and 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 I hope that those communities that felt offended know that I'm you know remorseful of this event and I, I'm sorry for you all and I hope that you know in addition to Groom, we can all be better because I think we would mm-hmm. all have a difficult time if our personal messages were shown I think this is a lesson. About, you know, our integrity as a people. and We all need to be better. You know what I'm saying? Like, he could have said yeah, the same shit. He just had no fucking sensitivity to to, to niggas or people from the uh, rainbow community. Like, he just don't, you know what I'm saying? He just don't give a fuck.
2: Because it don't affect him. You know why? Because he a white man. He's
0: mm. a straight white man. That's deep. That's deep. <laughs> <laughs> You know, this has been
2: another episode of the After Five podcast. We have discussed with you in one of our shorts. I mean, it's not really a short, but you know what we're talking about. It's not a regular fucking show. Short. Um, but we discussed cancel culture. Uh, We know some of y'all are going to be mildly offended. We know some of y'all are going to be like, my niggas was spitting that heat. And other y'all going to be like, these niggas is full of shit. Guess what? You are all correct. And we appreciate your listen. Either way um so thank you for for tuning in to another episode of the after five podcast i have been one of your hosts your boy nate b your boy ac and your boy tayo uh, peace 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 holla <laughs>